Yeah, welcome, indisputable. I'm your host Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot of show today in the bullpen will be Joshua Shen, commentator, Young Voices. And Joshua wants to talk about cancel culture. Should be an interesting debate slash discussion. Also breaking down news of the day, we have Ravana, host of reactions on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash TYT. Big ups to all of the Twitch people. Top story for today. Dope dealing cops. Yeah. Let me show you a picture of Twiddle D and Twiddle Dumb. Two Columbus police narcotics officers who worked in the division's cartel unit were arrested Tuesday by FBI agents and charged with selling fentanyl and cocaine. They were prolific drug dealers. The officers, John J. Kochkowski, 33 years of age, and Marco Marino, 44 years of age, were arrested on the basis of a criminal complaint unsealed Wednesday in the US District Court in Columbus. According to court records, both of these cops were suspected of being involved in the sale and distribution of about 7.5 kilograms of fentanyl. Marino is also suspected of taking bribes to help protect transportations of cocaine, according to court documents. Um, so remember, they are supposed to be undercover cops catching drug dealers. And they are in fact drug dealers themselves and engaged not only in drug dealing, but protection, transportation, as well as taking bribes, okay? This is all part of the unsealed documentation. The Columbus police chief, her name is Elaine Bryant, said in a statement that both officers have been relieved of duty. Now, I wanna pause on that just for a moment. They have been fired. They have been relieved of duty. I thought this couldn't happen. Now, how many times have we seen a cop shoot an unarmed person in the back, especially black and brown bodies? And even though it's clear exactly what they did, even though everyone can obviously see this cop committed a crime, they're not fired immediately. No, 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 no. They have due process to be fired. Well, I guarantee you this, if you kill somebody at your job today and don't think about doing it, I promise if that happens, you will be fired. But for police, if they kill someone, shoot somebody in the back, they're not fired, but these cops were fired, proving the fact that it does happen. They were fired immediately when this broke, okay? So the chief says they've been relieved of duty pending the outcome of the case. This alleged conduct does not reflect the values of this division or the excellent work being done by its employees. Um, I will say it again, when my officers do what's right, I will always have their back. When they don't, they will be held accountable. Well, I hate to break this to you, Chief, um, but your statement is incorrect. Uh, this does reflect the values of your department. They are part of your department. They were senior at your department and they were given a position of significant public trust. You cannot separate yourself from the activity of those 
who are an expression of your agency. According to an affidavit filed in support of the charges, Marino is believed to have promised law enforcement protection to a confidential informant. He was trying to recruit to traffic drugs with him, including promising to intervene if other agencies tried to investigate the informant. Now, I want to remind you, a confidential informant is someone who informs the police on illegal activity. Um, how stupid can you be? Now, obviously, what they're doing is wrong and criminal and corrupt. But literally, the uh, stupidity of recruiting someone whose actual job is to inform law enforcement of illegal activity is just beyond me. Uh, the court documents allege uh, that one of the cops accepted 44,000 in cash, protecting shipments of at least 27 kilograms of cocaine. However, the transports were not actually cocaine. It was part of a sting set up by the FBI. That's according to the records. His partner accused of being available over police radio to make any calls that was needed, including to other members of law enforcement. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I don't think it stops with these two. I'm just going to put that out there. If they can guarantee police protection, think about it. If they can guarantee police protection, then it does not stop just with them. Ravana, what are your thoughts? I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. These are two officers and it's good to see justice in this case, seeing them get fired and to be prosecuted. But again, these are just two officers. I mean, I can only imagine how many hundreds, if not thousands more officers are doing the exact same thing and getting away with it. And you know, in the form of justice, this is a small victory because real justice will look like systemic reform to the policing institution in this country, as well as solving the opioid crisis that has been killing Americans just countless Americans for too long now and no one's being held accountable there. Exactly, very well said. Let me shift gears. There's a Trump supporting pastor who has been arrested, okay? He's a real MAGA pastor. Let me go to the video. Can you Raise your hands behind your back, away from your back. No, behind your back, behind your back, away. No, no, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. This Trump evangelical was arrested for violating Canada's COVID-19 protection protocol. Let me say this, I did not know Canada got down like this. Canada put out a warrant for this man because of his violation of their COVID protection protocol. He then went to the United States. He did this tour spreading misinformation, lying, going on Fox News, the safe haven for all things false. So this Canadian MAGA pastor, his name is Arthur Pulowski, was arrested on the tarmac of Calgary International Airport. 
as he returned home after spreading lies about COVID-19 in the US over the course of four months. Now, how in the hell are you a pastor of a whole church? And you got warrants for your arrest. You're not at your job for four months. You in another country talking trash about COVID. How are you taking care of the flock, preacher man? Well, here's what preacher man was doing. We got some photos. Let's put those photos up. Yeah, look at them. Look at that. Wow. You know, I think somebody's in love. <laughs> okay, so this controversial conservative preacher was taken into custody on Monday afternoon. He was charged with contempt of court and an alleged violation that occurred on June 5th. He was well aware of the violation. His lawyer, Sarah Miller, told Global News that she didn't have any information about the incident. Well, I wonder did she have information about this incident when he had the warrants and he decided, hey, let me pop up on Fox News <laughs> with multiple warrants for his arrest. The pastor was arrested in May along with his brother who is organizing and promoting illegal gatherings all over Canada. They arranged church services that did not follow a mask protocol or social distancing rules. Both of them were found guilty of contempt in June after disregarding COVID-19 mandates. Hey, listen, say what you want to say about the Canadians, damn it. They are going to protect their country and their fellow citizens as much as they can. So they are enforcing the rule here. Um, Alberta Health Services uh, asked during a sentencing hearing earlier in September that Mr. Pulowski be sent to prison for 21 days and that his brother be jailed for 10 days. Uh, the court was also asked to fine uh, this conservative preacher $2,000 and exact 15,000 in cost. The ruling will take place at some point next month, October 13th is the expected date. Wow. What are your thoughts here? You know, I uh, I'm in law school and they taught us in law school. I'm sure you were taught this in law school too, Dr. Richie, that you don't get to break laws just because you disagree with them. They apply to everyone, whether you think that they're heinous or not. And in this case, those laws are not heinous. Those laws are in place to protect the Canadian public. They're good laws. He just chose to disregard them and put his uh, his congregation at risk of COVID. Clearly he doesn't care much about them and only about himself. And the punishment for him to be making such a big deal out of it is relatively small, 21 days in jail, like a, a $15,000 fine. I know he's making money on those Fox News appearances. He's oh, yeah. got money to pay that, so just yeah. ridiculous. But I'm glad that they, uh, that they arrested him. Yeah, and it sets an example, it creates a standard infractions are only as powerful as enforcement. And when you have these rules on the books, right? But you have no enforcement behind them, those rules, those ordinances, those protocols matter not. So you have to connect the infraction to the enforcement. And that's what Canada has decided to do. Uh, let me take you to a very sad situation in Massachusetts, high school, a football team ended because of racism. 
a majority white team playing against black players. According to the report, these white players were calling the black students the N word, called their coach the N word. It ended in a fight. The head coach for the Roxbury Prep High School Wolves, Willie McGinnis, let's put up a picture of Mr. McGinnis, said that a fight between his team and the Georgetown Middle School Royals took place because of racial slurs. He said, that's it. And they tried to work through it. They tried to be champions. They tried to hold their head up, be the bigger person. McGinnis, 32, said the problem started just before halftime when one of his players told him an opponent had called him the N word twice. Now remember, we're dealing with kids, okay? McGinnis, who also serves as the school's dean of students, said he reported the incident to the head referee and one of his assistants. What do you think they did? Do you think they did something? Not a damn thing. The ref promised to speak to the Royals, but McGinnis said he's not sure. The seriousness of the situation took hold. As McGinnis players first reported being insulted with racist slurs, the coach said he told them during halftime to respond using our pads. In the second half of the game, McGinnis says more of his students told him that Royals players were calling them racial slurs and comparing them to apes and monkeys. It has now escalated. Allegedly, fans of the Royals also moved in behind their bench, attempting to interact with his players. When one of the assistant coaches told the fans, move back, McGinnis says, The coach was called the N-word. Parents of Roxbury Wolves players attempted to form a line between the players on the bench and the crowd. Wow. In the third quarter, a fight broke out between both teams on the field. When the coach and other coaches, Coach McGinnis and other coaches rushed to break it up, he says he heard a Royals player say the N word. He allowed the game to continue for a while, but the alleged harassment from, from the opposing team continued. So he decided to pull his team out. As the Wolves headed toward the locker room, the head coach said he heard chants of the N word. The Roxbury Prep Wolves were escorted out of town by Georgetown police. There are also reports that the black cheerleaders were harassed the same way as well, being called the N word. Now, here's what should have happened, okay? As soon as this was reported, that ref should have disqualified that team and given the victory to Coach McGinnis and his squad. Done, go home, you lose, they win, go. And we'll write this up. Because now there's a penalty for the institution. None of that happened. None of it happened. They allowed these children to be called the N word, these cheerleaders to be called the N word. And then them, that team, these high school students, along with those in attendance, chanted the N word as they left the game. Can you blame them only for their behavior? Look at what parents are doing at school board meetings. Look at what they're doing. Supporting people like Donald Trump and others who are known to protect white supremacy. So why would they not mimic adult behavior? 
Sister, what are your thoughts here? I mean, yeah, I think that something that's important to keep in mind is that racism is not innate. It's learned behavior. Right. You have these, you know, young kids who are saying racial slurs, but then you gotta look at the stands. Who are the fans? also saying racial slurs and yelling abuse at these players. It's probably their parents, their relatives, adults from the school like behaving in this way. And it's a, a system that allows this behavior to continue. It's the ref who didn't put a stop to it when he first learned of it. It's the coach that seemingly doesn't care that his players are using this type of language. And, and it's the, of course, the parents and the fans who are participating in it as well and just allowing it to continue. Yeah. It's just a horrible, disgusting situation. And there's, you really can't put any blame on the players who are receiving this abuse for reasonably getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, good to be with you. Welcome back to Indisputable. Um, we got a lot of viewer comments. Let me read some updates, okay? We now. In addition to the Awusha Karen Wood tease, we won't stop tease. We now got a mug, okay? Yes, front and back, you know how we do it. Um, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. And remember the truth is always indisputable. You take that anywhere you go, all right? Guaranteed to remind you of what's important. Um, you can get that at Shop TYT. ShopTYT.com, all right, make it happen. Um, also, I was nominated because of how wonderful you all are. I was nominated for best TV anchor, Atlanta Magazine. You can vote, you can vote, okay? Wow, that's a dope graphic. I did not see that graphic before the show, really cool. Um, real simple to do, uh, if this show impacts you, vote best of Atlanta 2021, Atlanta Magazine's best of series. Real simple, all you gotta do is go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad, tyt.com forward slash Rashad. You can vote once a day, voting stops October 11th, okay? Shop tyt.com, type in Rashad Ritchie, tyt.com forward slash Rashad, then type in Rashad Ritchie in the bar, all right? It's real simple. Uh, I appreciate you uh, making that happen. We can win this together, okay? Also, don't forget, members get an all new Power Hour with Senator Nina Turner. That's tonight, right after the Young Turks. Tune in starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. If you're not a member, you need to sign up. Real simple, tyt.com forward slash join, all right? Also, today is International Podcast Day. International Podcast Day. And you know what you can do on International Podcast Day? You can listen to the bullpen. All right? You can listen to the bullpen and a bunch of others. Okay. ACAS, wherever you get your podcast from. Let's read some of the comments. TYT member Eric the Red, you wonder how many drugs were seized by police only to be sold by police. Don't think this happened in a silo. Uh, Mickey see the silver hair dragon pastor arrested at his jet lol we have to stop be, we have to stop being atheists being a pastor is much more profitable it it really is actually i mean those cats make bank 
Um, Jambo Gino, using racial slurs should be considered unsportsmanlike conduct. That's right. Also, the fact that the white team is the Royals is an extra sting. Yeah. Uh, Derek, just read white uh, fragility. I, I know late. Uh, to me, it read, I just read white uh, fragility. I know late. To me, it read like an instruction book on how racism is taught. Children give direction. Children are given direct instruction how to respond to the threat of being labeled racist. I'm sure all those people who say they weren't racist and that they were just defending their children who are just acting like kids, right? YouTube super chat, Jeffrey Richie Dragon. None of those royals should have any NBA aspirations. I can tell you that. Well, they right, yeah. Um. But I watched on Fox News, uh, Ricardo Chucky. But I watched on Fox News that America is not racist. So, so what is it? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, what, what do you call it then? Um, the Truth Dragon, NJ09. Utter the N word ends in that hard R, and you get the H word, these hands. King T, great mugs, Doc. I got mine ordered as we speak, 100. Look at that, already on top of it, good stuff. Uh, Twitch, Mike Boy Raps, Dr. Richie, did you see the thread I tweeted at you a couple of days ago? It was about LAPD's retaliatory arrest of a prominent police critic. They accused him of making terrorist uh, threats and a whole community showed up to pay his $50,000 bail. They have also sent a SWAT team to another police critic's house three times, two times in the last week. Do me a favor, sometimes I miss things on social media if you tag me because I got a lot of tags happening. Just email me at richie316 at gmail, R-I-C-H-E-Y 316 at gmail.com, okay? And we'll make that connection happen. All right, it's Thursday, throwback Karen. I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday?
Look at it. You're Look at amazing. It. Oh my god, isn't it sad? He can't get a regular girl. He's got to get an Asian. That's because I can't get anyone else. And she probably thinks he's rich. Just because I cannot get a seat. I cannot get a seat. You can have my seat. I cannot get a seat. If you watch that and it does not emotionally impact you, you should analyze what you have been indoctrinated to believe. This is an international Karen. We have seen Karenicity globally. I am thankful that there were anti-Karens around this overtly racist individual spewing anti-Asian hate. Um, this video was posted by Kareem Abdul, who writes that it was recorded at peak hour during the school holidays. He began recording when Karen became aggressive toward children who refused to give up their seat, okay, for her, right? Now, if I'm on a train, if I'm on a subway, I always give up my seat to first, those who are senior citizens, and second, those who are ladies, okay? I always do that, that's just me, all right? This woman did not deserve a damn seat, period. Okay, um, the passenger has been identified as Sue Wilkins, 55 years of age. Uh, she had no excuse for her offensive attack and she was embarrassed by the footage uploaded online. It's not nice what I did to that lady, Wilkins said. It wasn't nice to say that to her because it's not nice when people say that to me. They call me white trash and fat so. I know how it hurts. And I shouldn't be saying it to other people. Listen, typical Karen move here, okay? Not even advanced level stuff. She, in the apology, must make herself the victim of the story. So no, 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 it's, it's not just her. It's, it's also about when I was victimized. Um, thoughts? I mean, ugh, that video is just so hard to watch. It but um, first, I want to say, how dare she, a white woman living in Australia, living on stolen land, tell anyone else they don't have a <laughs> oh, right yeah. to be in that country? Do you have they? Everyone else has just as much right as you to be living on that stolen land, which is you know uh, relatively little. But at the end of the day, her her to say. Uh, oh, I know what it felt like because people call me white trash and people call me fatso. No one is upset that you weren't being nice. People are upset that you were being racist. And when someone right. calls you white trash or fatso, that does not carry with it the weight of the racism that you levied against this poor woman who was minding her own business as you, you know, uh, imitated her her accent and, you know, just spewed racial slurs at her. It is not just not being nice, it's being entitled, it's white privilege, and it's just disgusting racism. Yeah, 100%. And we will continue to highlight these Karens from around the world because Karens are dangerous. One of the saddest stories you will hear, there's a young man Dontrell Stevens, some of you may remember this story. He was shot and paralyzed by the police. He actually won 
a $22 million settlement, but died before he could see a penny because of political maneuvering behind the scenes. Let me bring this to your attention. Let's put up a picture of this deceased young brother. The police did that to him, okay? They put him in that wheelchair. On September 13th, 2013, Dontrell Stevens left his home to take a routine bicycle ride through his West Palm Beach, Florida community. The then 20 year old man was pulled over by Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputy named Adam Lynn for a bicycle infraction, riding your bicycle while black. Lynn got out of his patrol car and within four seconds shot at Mr. Stevens, who has stepped off his bike with his cell phone in his right hand. Stevens uh, complied, but the officer said, "Oh, Stevens cell phone was a gun. And shot at him four times, hitting him once, severing his spinal cord and leaving him paralyzed. Stevens was completely unarmed. He was just riding his bicycle and within seconds of that cop encounter was shot and his life changed forever. Quality of life changed forever, okay? Um, let's put up a screenshot here. All right, that's the guy, he's the one who did it. For the next three years, Mr. Stevens fought for his life in federal court. A jury eventually awarded him $22.4 million. That was a settlement as Stevens believed his life finally changing, was changing for the better. He deserved the money and without it, he couldn't afford to pay his hospital bills, therapy bills as his health continued to deteriorate. Attorneys for Officer Lynn filed an appeal, here they go, in the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. Throughout the guilty verdict and ordered a new trial for Officer Lynn. This meant Stevens would get no money and have to start his fight with the courts all over again. So here's what happened, here comes Ron Dam DeSantis, okay? June of 2020. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida signed a $6 million settlement for Stevens. It miraculously passed the Republican controlled legislature despite the Palm Beach County Sheriff Rick Bradshaw admittedly being against paying Stevens. Sheriff Bradshaw thought of Stevens as a drug dealer, even though there was no evidence of any of this, um, who didn't deserve anything. During the vote for the settlement, police tried to show photos of Stevens holding money and drugs on his social media account. They also brought up his two cocaine possession charges that it weighed sold drugs so an undercover officer had nothing to do with this situation. Despite the efforts to discredit Stevens, he was ultimately awarded 4.5 million in a trust fund and 1.5 million towards outstanding unpaid medical bills. A far cry from the 22 plus million he won in federal court. Dontrell Stevens was finally victorious, right? Nope. It took a serious toll on his body, medical bills getting out of control. Stevens, who never walked again, died a year after Governor DeSantis approved that low rate settlement. He was 28 years of, old, uh, years of age, nearly homeless, 
He was also a father figure to his brothers who will now have to raise themselves. He did not see a dime, not a penny. He died homeless, basically, okay? This is why people are so adversarial in their sentiment toward the system of politics, the judicial system. This young man, we should have been fighting to make sure he got justice here. He was not selling drugs, he was not involved in criminal activity. The cop admitted he made a mistake, the young man had a cell phone and not a gun. But they still tried to crucify him and his credibility on social media, previous encounters with law enforcement. This is how diabolical they are. Sister, what are your thoughts here? I mean, first I wanna say rest in power to Dontrell Stevens. Just what a horrible, horrible situation he never should have had to be in in the yep. first place. And there's a, you know, this doc, but maybe a lot of people out there don't. There's a concept in the law called making someone whole. Yeah. The settlement payment is meant to make someone whole. It's meant to be justice. But what would justice have really been? Not to have been shot in the first place. Not to have to go through, you know, fighting in the courts and all this, like his body deteriorating because of this. So what justice really looks like is systemic reform to save lives and so that people don't have to fight these tough legal battles in the future. Well said. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back, it's indisputable. Don't forget right after, all right? Right after indisputable. Y'all really get a double dose. Not a Karen double dose. She's an anti-Karen by the way. Um, reactions with Ravana, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific time. That is a Twitch exclusive, a remarkable show by a brilliant individual. Twitch.tv forward slash TYT. Let me read some of these comments. TYT member Texton says, the editors need to make Dr. Richie a clip of the Neo Matrix dodge move for when Karen's pull out the victim card. <laughs> it, it happens so much, you, you know, that gives us good consideration. You may be right, we need something like that. Um, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, I wanted to vote for you, but it appears foreign votes aren't accepted. Well, listen, it, it's the thought that counts, thank you so much. I didn't know that by the way, uh, but thank you. Uh, Chaplain Fred, uh, Dr. Richie, I'm a pastor in San Fernando Valley, California. And I would never expose my congregation to this nonsense like this pastor, Shane. Well, it's because you actually give a damn about your congregation, okay? That's how that works. Um, Stoner Wolf, Ravana on point, thumbs up, 100% agreed. Uh, Jax Drax says, so he was shot and paralyzed and then punished again so he couldn't receive his payment or cover his medical fees, so they basically killed him. Uh, and gave him a and gave him a downgraded quality of life in the process. Okay. Very sad. <clears throat> Let me take you to another sad story. A deaf Colorado man, the man can't hear, okay? Pulled over by the police, tased, assaulted, arrested. Um, let me take you to the video. Zebra, Victor 17. Sit back in your car. Sit back in your car. Run up on us like that? Excuse me? Who do you think you are? 
gonna tase you. Tase him. He didn't know they were following him. He did not run after them. He just got out of his car. The light was shining in his face and he could not see who they were. They attacked him. He still did not know they were the police because of the light shining in his eyes. And when they say, we're gonna tase you, it was less than one second and they tased the guy, okay? Um, now, we can say, okay, these cops need better training. Maybe there's some wiggle room here. I don't believe that, but there are some people that are look at this and try to give these um, aggressive cops who are out of control the benefit of the doubt. I do not, but some may. Now, I'm gonna take you to another video. This is after they know this young man had no criminal intent. He was not trying to be adversarial to the police. He was unable to see who they were. He did not know he was being pulled over, did not know they followed him into that parking lot. They know this now, they know he's hearing impaired. They know everything now, okay? Here's what they did, here's what they did in the interrogation basically, here it is. Do you understand why everything else happened? No. And at this point, after you are released from the hospital, you're going to jail. I'm, I'm surprised, what am I going to jail for? Resisting arrest and assault in the second degree. And a stop sign violation. And a stop sign violation. <laughs> now that cop is a real piece of ish, okay? All right, let's put up a picture of this young brother. His name is Brady Mystic. Um, he tried to communicate with the officers by saying no ears in an attempt to alert him that he was deaf. Um, but you know, they don't listen to people, they don't listen to anybody. So his communication, no pun intended, fell on deaf ears. The irony. Uh, he uses uh, ASL only to communicate, he does not read lips, American Sign Language. Uh, and he is now suing, good for him, he is now suing. So what was he charged with? Failure to stop at a stop sign, class A traffic infraction, which is a civil and not criminal offense by the way. Colorado law does not authorize arrest for the violation of a class A traffic violation. So remember, the entire pretext of pulling him over was based on something that you could not even arrest for. You see how deep this gets now, okay? The lawsuit alleges the officers provided no warning or attempt to communicate before grabbing Mr. Mystic. But meanwhile, the Idaho Springs Police Department defended the officers saying Mr. Mystic approached a clearly marked patrol car that had his emergency lights activated. The young man explained the lights blinded him basically. He could not see who they were. Okay, uh, Rayvon, what are your thoughts here? I mean, this whole thing is just horrifically disgusting. Yeah. One, why, why the hell are you throwing to the ground a man who 
the very worst rolled a stop sign. In what universe is that defensible behavior? And then to to batter him up to the point where he needed to go to the hospital and then charge him with assault. That's beyond, you know, there's no training that can prevent police officers from doing that. They're just trying to justify their own uh, their own brutality in that moment. It was disgusting. Uh, the whole thing is just heinous. I'm glad this young man has filed a lawsuit. The lawsuit is moving in the right direction. Let me put a picture up of one of the cops, the male cop that was involved. Uh, this is actually the male cop's mugshot. He was not arrested for what he did there. Uh, all charges were eventually dropped against Mr. Mystic, by the way. One of the two, two officers has a mugshot because this guy, uh, whose name is Nick Hanning, Nick Hanning was fired for a 2021 incident with a 75 year old Michael Clark. According to the narrative, this cop tased a 75 year old man and injured him, roughed him up and he was charged with third degree felony assault of an at risk adult, which is a class six felony. But you already had warnings about who this man was as a police officer, all right? Um, Let me take you to Des Moines. There's a cop, a police union boss, who sent unsolicited nudes to female cops. What a pervert. Uh, The former president of the Des Moines Police Union has been outed in a lawsuit uh, for sending explicit unsolicited photos of himself to female coworkers. Uh, This gets really deep. Uh, The lawsuit also wants to hold the entire police department accountable for sexual harassment, gender discrimination uh, and retaliation endured by the plaintiffs. Um, So this was reported by uh, the Des Moines Register. Uh, Tracy Rhodes, Jessica Bastian, Shannon Duffy and Megan Bernhardt and Sidney Donahue are all suing the city and his police department. They love their jobs and they love being police officers, said the woman's attorney. That's why they are bringing this lawsuit. The lawsuit filed Tuesday afternoon alleges the city and the department violated the women's civil rights and includes allegations of sexual harassment, gender discrimination and retaliation spanning from the 1990s to as recently as last month. That's called culture. Okay, real culture, that's deep and embedded into that agency. Among the allegations, the lawsuit names the former union president, numerous naked photos were sent to female employees by this um, former union president um, and police officer. Uh, Stu Barnes, who then allegedly asked for naked photos in return, Barnes was allowed to retire without consequence last year. Do you think it has something to do with him being a cop and the fact he was president of the local union? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why people don't like the police, stuff like this. All right, um, also listed in the allegations, uh, the police officers were accused of sexual harassment, like Barnes are allowed to retire with benefits rather than being held accountable. So when these things pop up, no accountability, nothing, okay? Uh, the uh, suit also claims Barnes used uh, official police resources to find and stalk women. And the police department was aware of the harassment, discrimination and retaliation 
that takes place within the department, but has not taken steps to change the behavior. Instead, the department sweeps sexual harassment under the rug and has allowed it to continue. Let me show a picture of the police chief there. Okay, this is Dana Wingert. There he is. All right, Ravana. I mean, damn. I mean, as much as I disagree with the choice of profession that these people have, no one deserves to be sexually harassed at work. And unfortunately, around 80% of women have experienced some form of workplace sexual harassment. It's pervasive across you know, all industries, all income levels. But does it surprise me that it would happen in a police office when, or a police department when 40% of police officers self-report that they have domestic abuse in their own homes? No, it doesn't. Clearly, it's you know there's so many issues when it comes to policing, but the the, the violence doesn't end at home even. So of course, it's going to continue in the workplace. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. It's a reality, that's why the culture has to transform you. We gotta stop thinking of reform and think of replace, okay? Um, let me take you to North Carolina. North Carolina man runs over Black Lives Matter protesters, damn near kills them and will not face charges. Let me just take you directly to the video. Have access to that's about. Oh my God! These were peaceful protesters protesting the mistreatment of black people in America. And this is what this man did to him and the criminal justice system has let him go. Let me read to you everything he did. He runs over Black Lives Matter protesters. He flees the scene of the crime, jokes about it on social media. There's a manhunt for his arrest after the video. He turns himself in and then is told he committed no crime at all. Let's put up a picture of this person. His name is Jared Benjamin Lafer. He will not be prosecuted for running his truck through a crowd of Black Lives Matter protesters last year. Um, the Tennessee grand jury returned a no true bill, meaning no indictment. He claimed that he was trying to protect his family and he was afraid of these protesters. And obviously that's enough to run over people, to flee the scene, which is evidence of a guilty conscience and be on the run from law enforcement. Uh, Ravana, the grand jury got this wrong in my opinion. But you know what can happen in those grand jury rooms is secret. We don't know how this case was presented. Yeah, I mean, obviously there must have been some sort of evidence that wasn't introduced. Cuz you can see that video, we saw it clear as day. One, there was no reason to be afraid of those protesters. They were just holding up signs on the side of the road, <laughs> just fighting for you know equal rights for black people in this country. There was also plenty of space for him to drive around them. There was plenty of, it, or he could have simply waited or asked them to move. There was in no universe any necessity for him to drive 
drive them over. And the fact that he laughed about it on social media afterwards yep. and they still chose not to indict him is a disgusting miscarriage of justice. Very much so, all right. It has been a pleasure having you break down news with me on the program. I want people to make sure they stick around, our Twitch crew, because you are coming up next. Thank you so much for joining us on Indisputable. Thanks for having me, Doc. Absolutely, we got more on the other side, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got the bullpen next. Before I go to the bullpen, I wanna remind you that the mugs are here for Indisputable. I think we got a great graphic for those. Um, shoptyt.com, shoptyt.com. Uh, this mug has a print on two sides with my daily closing statement. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable. Would love for you to get those mugs. All right, also Atlanta Magazine nominated because of this show and this, this remarkable audience, um, nominated me for best TV anchor. You can vote, you can vote on that. Uh, TYT, we can bring this home, okay? We can bring it home. Uh, if we get this one, it will be the first award for Indisputable. We've been here for a few months, it may be time to start collecting, okay? I appreciate you in advance. Real simple to do, all you gotta do is go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad, tyt.com forward slash R-A-S-H-A-D. I need all of my TYT crew. Let's get on it, you can vote once a day, all right? Once you go there, type in Rashad Ritchie in the bar, type it in, it's all good. Hit submit, it stops, voting stops October 11th, okay? Don't forget, reactions with Rayvana next. And remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.